Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 11 and 39 through 40. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will make your vindication shine like the light and the justice of your cause like the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret over those who prosper in their way, over those who carry out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil, for the wicked shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Yet a little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look diligently for their place, they will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant prosperity. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their refuge in the time of trouble. The Lord helps them and rescues them. He rescues them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. Genesis chapter 43, verses 16 through 34. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of his house, Bring the men into the house and slaughter an animal and make ready, for the men are to dine with me at noon. The man did as Joseph said and brought the men to Joseph's house. Now the men were afraid because they were brought to Joseph's house, and they said, It is because of the money, replaced in our sacks the first time that we had been brought in, so that he may have an opportunity to fall upon us, to make slaves of us and take our donkeys. So they went up to the steward of Joseph's house and spoke with him at the entrance of the house. They said, O my Lord, we came down the first time to buy food, and when we came to the lodging place we opened our sacks, and there was each one's money on the top of his sack, our money in full weight. So we have brought it back with us. Moreover, we have brought down with us additional money to buy food. We do not know who put our money in our sacks. The steward replied, Rest assured, do not be afraid. Your God and the God of your father must have put treasure in your sacks for you. I received your money. Then he brought Simeon out to them. When the steward had brought them to the men, brought the men into Joseph's house and given them water, and they had washed their feet, and when they had given their donkeys fodder, they made the present ready for Joseph's coming at noon, for they had heard that he would dine there. When Joseph came home, They brought him the present that they had carried into the house and bowed to the ground before him. He inquired about their welfare and said, Is your father well, the old man of whom you spoke? Is he still alive? They said, Your servant, our father, is well. He is still alive. And they bowed their heads and did obeisance. When he looked up and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, Is this your youngest brother of whom you spoke to me? God be gracious to you, my son. With that, Joseph hurried out, because he was overcome with affection for his brother, and he was about to weep. So he went into a private room and wept there. 
Then he washed his face and came out, and controlling controlling himself, he said, Serve the meal. They served him by himself, and them by themselves, and the Egyptians who ate with them by themselves, because the Egyptians could not eat with the Hebrews, for that is an abomination to the Egyptians. When they were seated before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth, the men looked at one another in amazement. Portions were taken to them from Joseph's table, but Benjamin's portion was five times as much as any of theirs. So they drank and were merry with him. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and to deal with sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, so that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot, and those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, you are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies, and also his spirit that dwells in you. For folks following, um, well, I think even mainstream news, uh, at first glance it seems more like a military times or task and purpose story, but a Coast Guard lieutenant was arrested, I think yesterday or the day before, um, the Coast Guard lieutenant um, had, I think, 15 firearms, thousands of rounds, a bunch of drugs, and uh, apparently had been planning for about a year and a half or two years to commit some mass casualty event. Um, He espoused white nationalist views. He was obsessed with um, a guy in Denmark, I think, I can't remember, who, um, another mass murderer, basically, um, that I know of, there's no connection to religion, um, though white supremacist groups uh, often, as I think a lot of groups do, uh, terrorist groups in particular, but um, there'll often be some kind of undercurrent of religious fervor, um, but uh, I'm relatively confident there'll be a slight uptick in some of the conversations in, um, I don't know, some church circles that have to do with the military and whether or not um, the military cultivates or reinforces or enables stuff like this um, and I've been out for a long time I got out in 2000 and uh, I'm sorry I got out in 2006 and I remember specifically when I got in 
in 2000 at Fort Sill for basic. They have you go through this. You sign your um, entrance contract at MEPS, and then you do some more paperwork when you get to your boot camp um, assignment. I remember being told, maybe somebody got dropped, but I remember being really clear, like, this was before terrorism. This was before, like, all this crap. But um, I remember uh, first understanding what white supremacist groups and neo-Nazi groups were because something happened in boot camp. Uh, we, we either signed papers or somebody got dropped, and then it kind of, we were told and kind of explained that, look, it is, if, you know, if you're a part of a group that espouses um, racist uh, views, you will be court-martialed out. Um, if you have tattoos, neo-Nazi tattoos, or anything that um, aligns with uh, white supremacist views, I remember there's something around, this is not too long after um, American History X with Edward Norton about neo-Nazi groups in Long Beach. And I remember in Long Beach and Huntington Beach, there were active neo-Nazi groups that I I, I don't I didn't know anybody in them, but I knew enough to know that they existed. Um, so this Coast Guard thing, um, I don't know what to say other than that, um, that it's a fine line between enabling and just um, providing access. Um, whether or not this guy had these views before he entered the Coast Guard, um, whether he entered the Coast Guard in order to... Um, help them achieve these plans. Um, if, if the military is the problem, it would have to have been something that increased significantly or originated after they've entered the military. And there's more detail that I really need to get into on a prayer morning prayer podcast. But these are the kinds of conversations that I think are, um, that we need to be having about um, the moral character of military service. If military service is not just not just um, the grunts and the trigger pullers, um, but also about like the whole kind of way that the military creates and reinforces its own culture. Um, and so um, if you follow Pew Pew HQ more broadly, you'll know that my language is far more vibrant, I suppose, than um, other Christian groups, um, because that's, that's actually significant to the military. Um, you know, it's called cursing like a sailor be- for, <laughs> for a reason. Um, and the, uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. Um, it seems important. Um, and for, uh, for the church, it's that prays for peace, doesn't pray to condemn people, doesn't pray to, um, that one side wins or another, um, but just that hostilities cease, um, Perhaps this is something that we are able to rejoice in, that he was caught before he took action. Um, Perhaps lament um, that there are people who continue to espouse and take steps toward um, enacting this kind of ideological shit um, and just, you know, be grateful that um, in this case, the government, the governing authorities and the the, the rulers and the powers and all that stuff from Romans 13 did its job. Um, it found someone that um, was trying to do things and intervened before it could happen. 
Um, and also keep in mind that this person is um, a child of God that's lost their way just like everybody else loses their way. Um, and that this certainly not going to be the last time this happens. Um, of course, it isn't the first either, but to keep in mind um, praying and thinking and acting on what we believe such that the greatest good um, uh, can, can happen for everybody, including our enemies. for peace from the Book of Common Prayer. Eternal God, in whose perfect kingdom no sword is drawn but the sword of righteousness, no strength known but the strength of love, so mightily spread above your spirit that all peoples may be gathered under the banner of the Prince of Peace, as children of one Father, to whom be dominion and glory, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.